0: Welcome to The Offer, the no-sugar-added approach to the talent triangle with an honest approach to employers, candidates, and recruiters. I am your host, Michael Glinter. (laughs) The Offer, Unfiltered. (laughs) Episode two, the truth behind the unemployment rate and the new generation of workers. So before I begin, I wanna make sure that I'm very clear. I take no political position uh, in today's uh, discussion. I'm strictly talking about the realities of today and where we, how we got here and, and where we're headed. So uh, any comments I make should not be construed nor defined by any type of political views. It's really more so just talking about how we got here. One of the biggest challenges of of recruiting and finding a job and and dealing with staffing in today's market is we're finding that there's a significant shortage. The unemployment rate is now at an all-time low over the last 50 years. Often many people say that that's a positive sign of the economy, um, the positive trends as far as expansion within our industry, but it actually isn't. I wanted to clear up the misconception that just because the unemployment rate is low means our economy is doing well. The fact that our unemployment rate is low is, is first off, indicative to lack of employees, um, available access to employees. Because when the unemployment rate is low, that means that there are fewer people that are not working. And so getting candidates for positions, especially new positions that are created, it becomes more challenging for the employer because people aren't as motivated. How is it that our employment rate is so low is the question a lot of people will debate on. But I can tell you some hard facts that may solidify in your mind where, why we're at where we're at today. The oldest generation that's currently working is the baby boomer generation. Many of them have retired or getting ready to retire. That generation currently today is 55 to 73 years of age. What's most significant about the baby boomer generation, it's the largest generation of our time, 80 million people. 80 million people that throughout the last 40, 50 years have been what we call the working generation. That generation is now slowly retiring. The reality is, is the baby boomer generation was the largest in US history. After the baby boomer generation, you have the generation Xers. That constitutes a population of 51 million, which is approximately 30 million less people and workers currently in our workforce. So while I would love to say that we've added so many jobs and so many opportunities and got so many people back to work, that the reason our unemployment rate is so low is for that reason. But really, in all reality, we are losing a large, substantial population of workers. Being that there is a gap of 30 million employees as the baby boomer generation retires, then who are we replacing those employees with? So the thought process today that the reason why unemployment is so low and the reason why it's so challenging for us to find people is because we're doing so well in an economical standpoint, it really has nothing to do with that. The the first initial issue is we have a 30 million person gap in employees, working Americans that are retiring. And how are we going to essentially replace them? So today's podcast is really focused on a couple things. It's understanding why the market's changed, understanding the, the types of people that we're now engaged with as far as working and filling our positions. And really ultimately, what strategy we take, how do we motivate, how would we get, how do we get those people that really, from a personality, from a drive, from a influence standpoint, are very different in contrast to the baby boomer generation. So let's talk first about the baby boomer generation. The generation of baby boomers is known for many things. um, But some of the most key attributes of the baby boomer generation, the things that we need to keep in mind, is that they have a very strong work ethic. Baby boomers live to work. What does that mean? That means that their whole goals in life are to work, to to, to be successful, to to do what they need to do to have a great career. They tend to be workaholics. They're not afraid to put in 55, 60, 65, 70 hours a week. They know that uh, working long hours establishes their self-worth, their identity, and it gives them a level of fulfillment. So from a work ethic standpoint, baby boomers are your hard workers. It's the working generation. They're loyal to their employers. They don't jump around. They don't constantly look for the next best thing. They're willing to take on more responsibilities for not necessarily a ton of more money. It's just a generation that's values towards work are, are much stronger and higher than the latter generations of our time. If you compare the baby boomer generation, which is the largest generation and the generation that we're now losing, and you compare them to generation like the Generation Xers, the Generation Xers don't live to work. They actually work to live. So the mentality of the Generation X generation is that they're going to do what it takes to pay their bills, to pay their lifestyle, to pay their journey, but they're not going to go and work because they feel like they need to have to work or they feel like that work is the most important factor in their life. They tend to look for quick results. They tend to put in extra time only when needed, not extra time all the time. They're not the generation that's going to go out and work a consistent 55, 60-hour work week without some type of justification on what the purpose is behind it. They're also a generation that typically likes to work smarter. Um, They'll find ways to eliminate processes or tasks In a level to create more efficiency. So given what we know, there's a distinct difference between the baby boomer generation and the generation X generation. Now let's recap kind of where it leaves us. The baby boomer generation is a working generation that likes to work, lives to work, isn't afraid to put in the extra hours. They're also the largest of generations of 80 million people. So as they retire, there's already going to be a 30 million person gap in the baby boomer generation Generation X, which means that there's going to be a negative group of people, there's going to be less, to fill the same amount of jobs. But then now you complicate things because now you have the Generation Xers who aren't necessarily going to be willing to put in the hours, aren't necessarily going to take on added responsibilities unless you're going to pay them for it. Now, yes, they may find processes and ways to do things that are easier, and maybe that will save time and hours and create more efficiency. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be the generation that's going to be willing to put up with long hours, you know, heavy workloads. Uh, they're not going to take the initiative to take on more responsibility unless they're offered compensation for it. This has created a major shift right now in our environment because now companies are challenged with finding people to fill jobs that are currently filled by baby boomers that are retiring and bring on people that hopefully will actually fill the job in its entirety. What that means is, is just because one person can do X job doesn't mean that the new generation one person can do X job or is willing to do it. So now you're even complicating things more because now companies are finding out that you know we can't fill... Want this role by the, that's currently held by a baby boomer by one generation extra because we can't get them to do all the responsibilities. So that adds even more complexity because now jobs are even being added to fill up the gap of which the employee won't even take on the role. So we tout the job growth over the last five years and how you know, job growth means the economy is doing well. But actually, from our perspective, I don't think we should be adding jobs. The, the problem now is, is that as we add jobs, we're making it that much harder to fill jobs, especially if we're not bringing people in out of the country, providing people the opportunity to come to the U.S. because of the generation gap between those two generations. So I get this all the time. People that are unemployed and they can't find work, you know, it shouldn't be that hard. Right? Because they, they're unemployed, but the market's great. I mean, there's tons of there's tons of openings. People need people. The problem is never a matter of someone can't find a job or isn't able to find a job. It's typically a matter of other things. Whether it be the way they come across, how they approach the interview process, what they sell the employer on, or even just the resume itself. And we'll talk about in in later podcasts how does someone who's unemployed Figure out why they can't get a job, and figure out what they need to do to actually be a person that other companies find valuable to fill those roles. But that's something that we'll talk about, uh, given that it's a, probably a longer to- topic than we would like to admit. So, from a company's perspective, the big question now is: is okay? So we know that the employee of Generation X and Millennials don't don't have the Best work ethic. I mean, they have a work ethic, but they're not as much as the baby boomer generation. And I'm part of the generation Xers. I can tell you that, yeah, my my work ethic is strong. But you know, would you catch me going to the office six or seven days a week? Absolutely not. Wouldn't do it. You couldn't pay me enough. Um, and so there are companies that that's what their baby boomer generation that's that's filling those roles are actually doing. They're going to work six and seven days a week, and they're not batting an eye to it because to them. It's it's what they live for, so what do companies do now? And what are and candidates from the, the the newer generations, the younger generations? What are they expecting? What are they looking for? How do we attract them to come work for our company? So I'm going to start off with Generation X because I think there's a, there's a major difference between the two generations. Um, Generation Xers typically look for companies that are forward thinking, uh, companies that show some level of flexibility in scheduling, meaning they don't want to have a set schedule. They want to have some flexibility. They don't, want to, they don't want their hours to be 8 to 5, clock in, clock out. They want to be evaluated on their merit. What have they done for the organization? Not necessarily for how long they've been with the company. Back in the day, we used to reward people heavily on tenure, seniority, how long they've been there. The Generation Xers don't care about that. What they care about is, you know, being evaluated and given opportunities based on the merit of what they do. So basically, they want to reap rewards for their efforts. Generation Xers don't also like to do a task unless they understand why. They're the Generation X. They're the Generation X, which is going to say to you. I hear you want me to do X, but I don't understand why we're doing X. Can you explain it to me? And I can attest to that as a generation structure I never do anything unless I understand what the purpose is. Because you want to know what the end game is. And, and ultimately, it's better for you as a company and as a recruiter for them to understand what the end game is. Because they may find a process or they may find a system that actually gets you to X faster than the task and how you're telling them they need to do it. So essentially, don't tell them how to do it. Tell them what you're trying to get to as far as the end result, and then give them the opportunity to either ask for a process or find a way to do it that's most effective and most efficient. That's the generation that really has brought process improvement and continuous improvement to the forefront. And that's the same generation that needs to feel like they understand what the end results are. Ultimately, generation actors are um, wanting to be rewarded uh, with freedom, flexibility, and time off. They want to know that if they put the time in, they bring value to the organization, and they make money for the company, that they're rewarded by getting days off and having a flexible schedule and not having to worry about you know, uh, uh, quantifying what they do every hour of the day whereas before with baby boomer generation that was very very common that they they didn't care they 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 knew that clocking in and clocking out was an important stamp of what their what their work was baby boomer generation is 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 farly looking for the incentivizing by time off or flexibility they were hard workers and they believed in if they put in their time they established that they're hard workers well with generation x They don't want to do that. They want someone to give them rewards and validation based off of flexibility, their schedule, um, the tasks that they're assigned to do. So it's very important to understand the demographic difference. Um, The Generation Xers are very self-sufficient. They don't necessarily need structure. They do want some level of structure. They want some coaching. But what they don't want is someone to tell them, This is how it is. This is how we do it. This is where we're going and how you're going to get there. So now let's look at stepping even farther into it at the millennial generation. So these guys are the next generation. These are the ones that have created probably some of the more challenging environments for us because this is the technology generation. These are the people that no longer necessarily shoot an email or a text, but use Instagram as a form of communication. So... Millennials, they want to be constantly challenged. They have a short wick, meaning if they don't feel challenged all the time, every day, throughout their job, they're going to start looking for that challenge. So the biggest problem with this generation as a whole is that if the job doesn't constantly evolve, if the job doesn't constantly bring new hurdles, they're not loyal anymore. They're going to go find a job that's going to provide those things. So it's very important to understand with the millennial generation, we have to work towards finding a way to constantly evolve them. Now, on the flip side, it's great because these are the guys that are going to really find opportunity within our business and how we're actually going to get to that opportunity. And they're going to be the ones that are going to revolutionize technology. They're going to be the ones that are going to change the way we do business but you gotta keep them long enough to do that. And that's one of the biggest challenges companies have with millennials today is they're not loyal. You have to get them involved and you have to keep them involved and keep them excited. Otherwise, they just feel like it's okay to find the next best thing. Millennials want strong and ethical leaders. They want people that they can respect, but they also wanna be treated equally based on their skill set and what they bring to the table, not necessarily how old they are or how long they've been in the industry. Um, you know, this is the younger generation. These folks are not as tenured, but they believe they bring a value that the tenure employees don't bring. The millennials believe in social networking, they believe in attaching their work to their world. And that's how they come up with new ideas, new innovations, and new, spread the word on new things that they're doing within their workplace. So, having that social networking basis and the, and the, the rules and the policies that support that are very essential. They look for flexible schedules. I can tell you I was talking to a millennial the other day that has unlimited vacation time. She has taken advantage of that in her initial run with the company, but the, the concept of having unlimited vacation time is, is quite frankly unheard of in most cases. But we find from a study standpoint that people that know they don't have a cap tend to not use their vacation. The reason why is, is because they don't feel the pressure of having to use it. So when people have an open book as far as vacation time, they tend to be more smart about it, especially when they're the type of person that likes to be an achiever. They definitely want to be evaluated on their output, not their input. So while a millennial probably doesn't have the work ethic as a baby boomer, or even necessarily as a Generation Xer, they believe that their output, what they bring to the table for the company, is going to be better than any other generation out there. And so what their expectations are at this point is they want a company to evaluate them on their overall production and their output and how they've affected the bottom line, not necessarily how many hours they're working, not necessarily how many days they put in, not necessarily, you know, how close to the structure do they keep. So we have to remember that these are, these are moments where we have to appreciate the value that they bring and take away the stigma of their age, their ethics, you know, how they deal with their day-to-day. Ultimately, understand who you're hiring and how you keep them is important. So a couple things that are very important to the industry right now and the shortages that we have. The biggest shortages in our industry is blue collar, lower level, hourly, people that are rolling up their sleeves, people that are supporting the business on a day to day. These are those people that are dealing with customer service, the maintenance of equipment, the the installation of technology. These are the little guys. You can't have a business without having the little guys. We have a major shortage of these little guys. For two reasons. One, we're not teaching our kids to want to do the little guy work. Um, And that's important. So one of the best ways a company and a recruiting, recruiting company can engage and get these people early is doing engagements within schools. You know, I remember back in the day where, you know, job work programs, internship programs were so popular, and they still are at the college level. But now we're at a point where we really should be, you know, really identifying these people at a high school level and getting them engaged in these types of work so they understand the value of those pieces of work. So uh, introducing people to the technical work, to the hands-on work at an early age so that they don't feel like that it's beneath them when they get out. Training employees is another great example. I love it when companies are trying to hire at or above the level of the position, and they can't find people because of that. They want someone that has A, B, C, D, and E. When in all retrospect, if they would hire somebody that has A, B, and C and then just teach them D and E, they're probably going to fill the job in a much faster time frame, save a ton of money, and essentially get someone in there that they can kind of mold, so one of the big things that I think companies need to shift more towards is training and development of people internally. How can we give them the skill set and really broaden their abilities within our organization? I mean really that's what millennials want. You know, millennials want to grow. They want to organically constantly develop. We should be taking advantage of what their mindset is. Reevaluate your recruiting process. You know, you can't wait, you can't post a job now and just wait for people to apply. It just doesn't work anymore. Uh, you, you have to really be the one that's engaging the employees, that are going out and finding the people, showing them what they are going to get if you attract them to your organization. So that could be networking, that could be social media, that could be partnering with the schools, partnering with other companies, getting involved in associations, but getting the word out there and, and really trying to engage employees directly Um, and getting them interested in the organization and not waiting for the resume to hit their desk. Uh, I can tell you that if you're not partnering with the local schools and figuring out what the labor workforce is going to look like, and you're not partnering with them to get the the impression out to the students on what's valuable in today's industry, where the shortages are, you're missing a whole bit of developing and getting people for your business. And so it's really important to establish an early-time attack method to go after you know, kids, really, when they're young enough to start working, but not in their career, to educate them on what you know they could do if they get certain skill sets or they go a certain direction uh, in their major, and, and how that will ultimately effectively get them to a career opportunity and long-term, a growth opportunity. Make sure you understand your contingent labor workforce and try to hire on a contingent labor basis. What does that mean is simple. Oftentimes, companies are out there trying to fill roles. They fill them with temporary labor employees. It's a stopgap, right? It's it's an effort to get a position filled uh, in in a temporary basis while knowing that there's a long-term full-time need. And while I understand that positions can't be vacant, I will stress and only stress that filling a role with contingent labor is far more important than filling a role with temporary contract labor. The reason why is because, especially in these lower-level hourly jobs, not necessarily related to IT, because I know there's IT people out there that all disagree, but more so in these hourly lower-level jobs, the reason why is if you have constant turnover in these roles, the problem you're going to have is it's going to be much more expensive to train them You'll never be able to cross-functionally develop them and grow them. And essentially, there's always going to be a gap in your business. Also, temporary laborers are not necessarily that motivated to do the right thing, whereas contingent laborer is because they don't want to get fired. I mean, they want to be there long term. So really keep in mind as you are looking to fill roles, shifting a focus towards permanent contingent labor when you can if it's not a project based job, or, or a, an implementation of a system, if it's a permanent structure within your operation or in your company, get the contingent permanent labor first, because it's ultimately gonna help you grow and really develop your organization. So now we understand a little bit about where the unemployment rate is today, why we're here, what are some of our challenges, what's the mindset behind companies, and what how do we change that mindset? Uh, the coming weeks, we're going to talk about a lot of aspects. We'll dig deeper into millennials. We'll talk about why unemployed people, un- unemployed people can't get jobs. We'll talk about uh, you know, the strategies on how do you go out and using the social media and the various different types of outreach, do you get employees to come work for your company without just posting an ad? I appreciate your time today. Please don't be afraid to hit me up. My email is michael at michaelglinter.com. You can also go to my website, uh, which is michaelglinter.com, obviously. And then connected to this podcast, you'll see all my social media outlets, all the ways you can communicate with me. I love feedback. I I love ideas. What are great topics? What topics can we have tomorrow? I'm always looking for people to interview if you want to get involved uh, and, and give your opinion as far as the industry. At the end of the day, don't be afraid to reach out to me.